Talk Recorded live.
government to get people to rebuy back into the system after Bush screwed everybody with no gas link. Wait a minute, hold on. Wait a minute, hold on. Uh, the only system you're going to be in is the American system that was just as bad when Bill Clinton was up in there. What are you talking about? Bill Clinton did most stuff to hurt black people in the doggone Bush. Do you know when Bush got up in the doggone system, they said that Bill Clinton had some stuff that was so bad. When he looked at this stuff in 2000, when, when he looked at this stuff in 2000, I'm still on? Yes, sir. You're still here, He bro. looked at this stuff in 2001. He said, oh, my God. He said, this thing is going to be devastating to black people. And so he said, it's going to be devastating to black people. He said, I got to change this because being a Republican, they're going to think that I brought this in. And I, whatever it was, it was so diabolical that damn tricky dick did. So my point here is, what are you talking about that you, you, you even rely on another two-party system? The Democrats built. Bill Clinton did more stuff to destroy Half the stuff that we are suffering from now is what Bill Clinton put in place. And he did it. He did it because we were lulled to sleep. You see what I'm saying? So my point here is, if you if, if you try to get, if you try to say that I'm trying to uh, change my means based on politics, guess what? This is a capitalist system, capitalistic system. And I need to ask you right now, if you want to change it, where is your capital? Because if you ain't got no capital. You're in the wrong damn system. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I keep saying. That's why I keep saying. Why do stuff that you can't worry about? You're here right now. you got a whole lot of powerful energy that is permeating about you, but you are redirecting it into the illusionary world, and therefore you never get out of slavery. Mind your agenda, not the agenda that CNN brings to you. Not the agenda that they... That's what I'm trying to say. So now you ain't got caught up in the politics of the stuff. And guess what? You're going to go nowhere with it. Even if that nigga did change some stuff, it got you that Cadillac or that Mercedes you wanted and stuff like that. Well, I've already all, gone out that as far as that goes. I'm, I'm focusing on my world, like you said, what's going on with you me. Got you, you yeah. got to. You got to. That's what I'm saying. But don't forget that he is a symbol to say that you are the one that's in charge. Not spending your energy looking on what he gonna do. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Hell, if I was him, I'd hate your ass too. Not <laughs> you. Not you. But shoot. All right. For not knowing what time it is. I'm like, I'm like queen of the damn. Let's kill them all because they they don't know and they don't wanna know no knowledge. All right, absolutely. I see. That's why I'm off the whole racial thing. You know, I'm off to save the nigga. That's what I'm trying to say. Find out what works for you. And Barack Obama changes some Patriot Act, ain't going to work for you. You want to know why? Because the Patriot Act that they made official has been in effect since 1776. And you being a black person, you should know that. They've been beating all the Patriot Act. No, them eyes was catching hell with it. They've been beating you over the head the same damn way long before from 2001, baby. So that stuff don't concern us. They got over a million black men in prison, which means that... And and and, and 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 the numbers came down on Newsweek magazine before the damn buildings fell. So that is not our problem. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. So, so I feel you. Gotta, you gotta focus it on what on, on, on what works for you. And worrying about that and stuff, because what it is is they already know that sign. Well, we can cut a lot of energy by getting black people mad at Barack Obama. And what he gets ready to do. He didn't hire too many white 
people, where white people put it in there. No, I didn't even see that. It's just the whole concern of the thing going on. But that, but absolutely, I've seen what you're talking about. It's trying but to enter. Right now, you have an entity. You got. You can. You can move mountains, but you can't do nothing about that. All right. I hear you. You can't do nothing about that. You'd be like Cynthia McKinney sitting your ass home eating some goddamn Campbell soup. Uh-uh. <laughs> can't do shit. Run off at the mouth. Give me some more calls. Okay. Real problems. 196 countries in the world, and I bet you think ours is the best. Real problems. If your answer is yes, then I guess you don't regret the NPT treaty and all the nuclear tests. Real problems. You're probably more focused on Trump and all his White House guests. Real problems. What's in his cabinet? But have you ever seen a real China set? Better yet, better learn to speak Mandarin because China is set. Real problems. Ready to get and grab that pussy? I mean, check. Real problems. Offshore accounts in Hispaniola, but you still talking about election recounts supposed to be woke because you know a little spoken word disposed while the rest of the world is opposed? We are at war with the poor. Real problems. Lack of agriculture and clan-based thinking. Modern-day slavery, mass incarceration, eugenics, and planned population. Masterminded by Abraham Lincoln. Real problems. Just rearrange the slaves. Sell them hope in a white God, and they'll do all our jobs. Real problems. Philosophy and religiosity. Do as I say, for I am the Lord, but don't copy me. Real problems. Religion plus mind control ain't no stopping me. Real problems. The world's poorest countries full of 100% believers, but in the richest countries, the most high are the achievers. Real problems. People living in caves, sex phase, child molestation, unspiritual rituals. Is this shit even getting to you? Real problems. Demonic days, Hades and Haiti, Reaganomics since the 80s. Real problems. But y'all still all in school. Squalor, hollering over Obamacare, but do your mama care? Real problems. More poor deaths in Syria before I'm pouring my cereal. Real problems. Famine in the motherland, but in Chicago, I'm shooting at my brother, man. Real problems. The Ukraine claims that government is out of line, out of sight, out of mind. Real problems. The guns in Israel and Palestine kill a hundred times more kids than Columbine. Real problems. Native Americans and pipelines. Real problems. Peace treaties out in right minds. It was at a time when the white man was not in his right mind. Real problems. Reparation and acres seemed like it was ages ago. Get over it like bridges over troubled water. But my people in Flint today still need clean water. Real problems. New world order is controlled by what you order at McDonald's. Dollar menu biodegradable cups fucked up. They're charging me for free water. Real problems. My cell phone is waterproof, but my worldwide weather, my internet can't get wet. Real problems. Not which candidate reigns, but can you stand the acid rain? Real problems. Selling hope, but ignoring climate change. Real problems. When the global economy collapses finally with the highest status, admit that not all lives matter. Real problems. When the Russians release the data? Do we really care about all the hacking or do we just want all the likes on our Facebook and Instagram status? Real problems. 800 million people go hungry in the world every day. Real problems. People being stoned to death because they're gay. Real problems. 6 million deaths in China because of air pollution. But we making that paper so who cares about a solution? Real problems. HIV was created by man and if they haven't told you, they're about to drop a new strand that even magic can't defend. Hocus pocus don't focus on the real problems. 20 of my brothers and sisters murdered in Somalia by a suicide bomb on any given Sunday, but we get mad because Tom Brady can't play or don't agree with Kaepernick's way of expressing his freedom of speech that the women of Mozambique never had anyway. Real problems. My family in Uganda is still starving. Real problems. 
the world's most mineral-rich lands, the Republic of Congo beefing with Rwanda over coal tan, real problems, that's the shit that makes your cell phone program, real problems, we are programmed to think that we have no land, real problems, skull and crossbone leaders will never let us forget that they beat us, a game of chess won by the elitists, real problems, might is right, the winners rewrite history, real problems, institutional power gets stronger by the hour, while we get happy because they legalized sour, not a tax of the plant that was already ours, real problems, did we go to war for business or go into business for war, so far go Mesopotamia, summer versus Alam, Christianity versus Islam, for 30 years battle of Britain still, Romans versus the Persians, Serbia versus the Turkish, history making us nervous, 1679, French and the Spanish, Haitians versus Dominicans, Caucasians and the African Americans, Jewish versus the Samaritans, Hebrews versus Arabic, got everybody scared as shit. Real problems. Thank you. 
Welcome. Greetings to another Chemistry Trilogy show. I'm your host, Seda Amonel, and I'm glad you could be with me this evening. We've really got some talking to do. There's a lot of things happening in the world today, as I'm pretty sure there's a lot of things happening in your world today. Again, welcome to the Chemistry Trilogy Show. What we're going to do is today, or this evening as always, we're going to read from the Chemistry Trilogy. And right now we're still in the Chemistry Trilogy Bright Light, and we're on part 99, or if you want to call it a chapter. It's chapter 99, The Arrival. Last week we read part 100, The Mission. So now we're on The Arrival. And I just had uh, some sales today from Japan. So Japan is really getting into the trilogy. And I suggest you get into the chemistry trilogy as well. If they can do it, then I know my brothers and sisters over here can do it. I know you guys can go to Amazon, snap them up, pick them up real quick, get them on your bookshelf, put them in your hand. Start reading. It's all about you. You should know that it's all about you. Now, um, uh, right now, I do have one that we are, right now, we are writing. I'm, what I'm doing is I'm needing to get the cover completed. Once I get the cover completed, I will have Chemistry 9X out there for you all to purchase. 9X, man, wow, you're going to really like 9X. Not to say that you won't really like Bright Light, Gathering of the Vanguard, and The War. Those are very intriguing. And those three are leading up to the 9X. And 9X is going to lead up to something else. That won't be coming to you guys until August of this year. Oh, we're not done with 9X. 9X is not quite finished. We're going to go to Chemistry Trilogy 5. We already have 1 through 3. 4, 9X is on its way. Chemistry Trilogy 5 will be done by August. And this is what 9X is leading up to. You all going to love it. What you need to do is go to Amazon.com. If you go to Amazon.com and type in the Chemistry Trilogy, it'll pop right up for you. I love to pop my fingers. You know, we, didn't, we used to do this when we were children and my older sisters. Nobody pops their fingers anymore. You notice that. You know, it might be a little clap every now and then, but they have a clap machine for that. Nobody really claps anymore. Nobody really pops their fingers. It's almost as if we've, we've lost our soul. You can almost see it in our children. Some of our children can't even dance. Some of our children don't even have rhythm like they used to have, like we used to have back in the day. Nobody pops their fingers. Very, very seldom do you see or hear anyone actually clap their hands? 
unless you're in some kind of political meeting, maybe. You know, clapping for the enemy, maybe. Who knows? But the rhythm, it seems like it's gone, just like the thrill is gone. The thrill, the, the thrill of America is gone. The thrill of freedom is damn near gone because you don't have, hardly have that anymore. Getting on the freedom part, I must say a lot of action has been happening on the 33-degree parallel in the south. There are two famous cities that rest on the 33-degree parallel. They are Atlanta in the state of Georgia and uh, Birmingham in the state of Alabama. Those two we know for sure is on the 33-degree parallel. And it's been some real happenings going on in those two states. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute, but I want to finish up on the chemistry trilogy. I don't want to get off off uh, subject, but as I said before, you can go to the chemistry trilogy uh, on my Facebook page, the chemistry, the trilogy of chemistry on my Facebook page. You can go down and scroll down. You can purchase them. Those too. There are links there that you can link onto the Amazon dot com website and purchase them. You can also go to my website. That's Experience Chemistry with a K, not a C. You know the K come before the C, and we know how that came about. So I don't have to explain that to you. But Chemistry with a K, Experience Chemistry with a K dot com. Experience Chemistry with a K dot com. That's my website. You can go there. Definitely purchase that. And check this out. I do have a special on 9X right now. As I stated before, we are waiting on the cover to be done. Once we get the cover done, I am going to offer 9X with a discount, a 20% discount off of $11.99. And that's going to roughly cost you about $9.59, $9.58, somewhere like that. You'll be able to get that with 20% off, 20% discount, Plus, I'm going to autograph it personally. Plus, I'm going to throw in just a little gift, something that um, would remind you guys of me and the Chemistry Trilogy uh, series. I'm going to throw that in there. And guess what? The best part of all, not that those two or those three isn't the best part of all, they autograph the little gift, the 20% off, Plus, I am going to flip the shipping and handling. I am going to send it to you free without you having to worry about the shipping and handling. I am going to do that. And what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to type all that in the chat room. And uh, I've already put the, uh, the, the website up. I'll put it up there again for you. Experience. Okay. Experience chemistry with a K. And I'm going to get that right again. Experience chemistry dot com. Okay, that's experience chemistry dot com. And I'm going to enter that in. Uh and I'm also going to put um I'm just going to put this in here. 
course, you guys know to go there. It's there. Okay? It's Amazon.com. You can also go to the Trilogy, the Trilogy of Chemistry page in Facebook. Put all that in there for you. Okay, on Facebook. Okay. You can go there. Also, I'm on Twitter. So check me out on Twitter. Just type in Experience Chemistry or the Trilogy, the Chemistry Trilogy Series uh, on Twitter. I'm going to put that in there for you. The Chemistry. Okay. Chemistry. Of Trilogy. Okay. 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 On Twitter. Okay. And that's in there. Boom. And then let me put the information in there for 9X. So it's going to be 9X. This is the novel. Okay. And I'm going to put all this together. Okay. 20%. Okay. Discount it. Also, uh, it's going to be autographed, so let me put that in there. It's going to be autographed by me, okay? And then I'm going to put in a small gift, okay? And so we got that in there, 9X, 20% discounted, autographed by me, a small gift, and... Throw that in there. And free shipping and handling. And that's going to be, and I'm going to do that for you. Okay? Free shipping and handling. How about that? Okay? You can't ask for anything better. I don't think you're going to get a deal like this anywhere. 9X, 20% discounted, autographed by me, a small gift, and free shipping and handling. And when it comes out, you can get it from me. I'm going to ship it straight to you, uh, from me to you. How about that? It's not going to the, – the middleman is the delivery guy, okay, whether it be UPS or United States Post Office, FedEx. Somebody's going to send that to you. That's the only middleman that's going to be there. So check it out. Now, getting back to the activities on these 33-degree parallels, it seems like the South is going to try to rise again. And when you get into chemistry, the war, that's mentioned in that book. And it seems like that's what they're trying to do, get the South to rise again. There's a lot going on. You've got a particular election in Atlanta that they held this week. Um, the guy's name behooves me. It's it's weird. It's like John Ossoff, John Asshoff, <laughs> John's Asshoff. I can't really get what his name is. It's something like that, John Asshoff. Well, anyway. Basically, he won. Well, he I think he was the only one running for the, the Democratic position. 
and you had three others running for the Republican. You had one female and two males. The two males, of course, wasn't able to make it. So now we've got this asshole guy running against this female Republican. And he he would have he would have won the whole thing if he have, didn't have to do a runoff. So he's got to do a runoff with her uh, this coming summer. And he only missed not having a runoff with her by, I think, two two points. What they call two points? He came in at 49 point something percent. And I think she was she came in as the highest percenter was I think she might have had twenty one percent, nineteen, twenty one percent from the other two Republican guys. So it's him and her on the runoffs in June. What you think is gonna happen? Call call in. Let me know what, what you think is gonna happen. If we have any callers out there, if we have anyone in the chat lines and chat rooms, I will bring you in if you just wanna let me know what you think. Okay, a couple of days ago, I know of some friends in Birmingham, Alabama, and this young man approached these detectives where they had stopped his brother. And so he was explaining, of course, to the mayor of Fairfield, this happened in a place called Fairfield, Alabama. And they had a meeting with the mayor, and uh, the mayor is a brother. He was the mayor of Bessemer, Alabama, which is not far from Fairfield. I think, excuse me, it's in the same area, you know, maybe six miles apart, small city, small town. And they were having a discussion about what are you going to do, Mr. Mayor? How are you going to fix this? So it was... (laughs) This black detective, and I don't, I only seen two of them, a black detective and a white detective. And they had stopped this uh, highly melanated man's brother. And he was asking about the car, if he could take the car home. Uh, he had insurance and he had driver's license. Well, apparently, he didn't want him to take the car home. So he walked up and was asking this question. And I think the police, and I saw the video, and I could play it, but I'm right now in a position not to. But I can tell you what he said. He walked up to the policeman to see if he could take the car home. The police said no, you know, going about your business. Okay, and so he said, okay, all right. And I don't think that's all what happened in order for the police to slap him the way he did. I mean, he let him have it. He let him have it. It was, I mean, he hit him so hard he knocked his hat off. Okay. Um, And he kind of smacked him so hard that he backed up on side of this car that was, I think that was the car that he wanted to take home. Um, and after that, the white detective kind of walked up and kind of eased the the young brother back and said, look, don't approach him. You know, hey, we got these pistols on our side. We can cap you anytime. Okay. The reason why they never said the reason why the police stopped the young man's car at the city gold gas station it was a 
Sitco, Sitco gas station. It wasn't mentioned why he stopped the car, but apparently something had to have happened for them to even stop him. So I'm imagining they're going to take this car to the pound and they're going to search it through and through, or they may have searched it right there at that Citigo gas station. And it seems as though they didn't want the car taken home because it might have been something in it. You never know. You don't know. So, uh, and then also there were other incidents that happened in the city of Birmingham, in the city of Homewood, in the city of, um, of course, Fairfield, Bessemer, where, and it was one horrific one that I uh, listened to them describe, was two men were burned with their hands cut off. Now, these are brothers. These are These are... Melanated men. I'm not going to say black because you know what we said last week. Black has no standing at law. Black is only a label. It has. It, it should not even be in our vocabulary. I think people of highly melanated, highly melanated roots or descent should not even have black and African American in their vocabulary, as well as Negro, colored, none of that. We should go past that. We should forget about that. Throw that out. Throw that out. out. Throw that. <laughs> throw that out the window with the dirty water. Okay? That's what I was trying to say. Throw it out the window with the dirty ass water. Because you shouldn't even have that in your vocabulary because that's not who you are. That is not who you are. You are everything. You are you are the all. Actually, really, to be all honest with you, there is no describing who you are. You see, so you're certainly not you're certainly not black. And our people, our highly melanated people, need to stop that shit. They need to get up off of that. Once you come to realize and find out who you are. <laughs> There's nothing that you can't do. There's nothing that you can there is nothing that you won't be able to achieve. Because like I said, and I said this, okay, or even though I didn't put it in quote, but I said if you believe that nothing is possible, if you believe that nothing is possible, then your mind is permanently closed. Did you hear what I said? I said if you believe that nothing is possible, then your mind is permanently closed. And isn't that what they want you to be? Don't they want you to have a closed mind? Don't you want to open up your mind to all the possibilities that you can imagine? You can do that. You can do it. You have the ability to do it. Don't let nobody tell you that you can't because you're so-called black, that you're so-called African-American, that you're so-called colored Negro. Get off of that. Like I said, throw that shit out the window with the dirty water. That is not you. You can do any damn thing you want to do. 
but you do it in reason, though. You got to get up to that level to know how to get it, to know how to do it. Because all this silliness and all this recklessness is not going to get you there. You've got to think. You've got to think. And that's a problem with some of us. Sometimes we just, our feelings is so into it that we just fly off the handle and go in with guns blazing and 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 horses running and and arrow shooting and you can't do that. You can't these days and times you you can't do that. Because you will be shot down and killed dead. Okay? Shot down and killed dead. Killed shot down and killed dead. That's exactly what happened to you. So you got to be more, you got to be the spook who sat by the door. That's what you got to be. You got to sit by that door. And when you sit by that door, you got to listen quietly, carefully, strategically. That's what you got to do. You might have to become become something that you want to become, that you don't want to become, okay, in order to get what you got to get and do what you got to do. Sometimes you got to do that. But then once you learn and once you get it, then you can run with it. Because I tell you, family, I tell you, people, right now give me the opportunity to do what I got to do to get it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with that shit, okay? I'm going to run 50 damn miles an hour with it. I'm going to be rolling. I tell you that. I'm not going to wait around, and I'm not going to be struggling. I'm not going to be pacifying anyone. I get that opportunity, and I know that it's there. I'm gone. I'm gone. And... I am also going to be that spook who sit by the door. I'm going to sit, I'm going to watch, and I'm going to wait. And when that opportunity arises, hey, Seta Amunel, hey, she's going to do the damn thing. I'm going to do the But let me say this. Now, the highly melanated folks that I see, within myself and in my eyes and in my soul that want to get on up out of here and run with some shit and be covert about it, hey, I'm going to see you. I'm going to recognize you. And I'm not going to leave you behind because I know that you're trying to do something. You're, you're trying to get up. You're going to try to make a way maybe for the next one that I don't see, that you can see. That's going to be on the same page with you. Yeah, there are there are many of us who's on the same page. Don't let no nigga tell you that, okay? You got some folks out there to say, oh, hell, oh, 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 black folk, you know, they ain't nothing, none of them. I wouldn't trust one. Uh, they, they ain't nothing. But listen, how are you going to have all these listeners on your show, that's how howing and agreeing and oh yeah 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 yeah. If niggas ain't nothing, 
Are you talking about them? Or are you talking about the others? And I'm going to say the masses because it's many of us that's not awake. It's more of us that still want to be in that cushy comfort position instead of going all out and being who you are. And that's not black. You got a lot of them that are, hey, they'll talk that talk. Oh, yeah. They'll talk that talk with that fiery-ass tongue. You know, they're going to talk that shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to they gonna, they gonna talk, talk, talk. But will they walk? Will they walk? Will they walk what they talk about? That's the question. You can talk shit all day long, but are you going to walk it? You can talk shit all day long. Yeah, motherfucker, and, and this and that and that and this. But when the real test comes is when you got to go in front of them folks that you're going to probably and most likely cow down to. Oh, yes, up, master. Oh, yes, up, boss. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. We, we'll get that done right away. Oh, oh, oh yes, I. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so sweet. Oh, and look at that. That's a pretty big. Oh, look at the little curly hair. <laughs> oh, I just love. She's so precious. Oh, he's so. Look at there. Look at him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can talk that talk, but when you get in front of them, you can't walk the walk. Mm-hmm. I talk the talk, and I walk the walk 24-7, okay? I'm not in anything cushy. I don't have a Mercedes Benz. I don't have none of that flu-flu-fla-fla material stuff that you Negroes is into. That's because I don't kiss ass. Okay? I don't kiss the booty. I have what I have because my mind is set right now for this. But I have something that they want. But I'm not going to give in to it. I am definitely not going to give in to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They want the chemistry trilogy. They want it. And guess what? Hey, if they want it bad enough, They'll pay me for it, and they will pay me good enough to get the chemistry. They're going to have to deserve it, okay? They're going to have to really, really deserve what I have, and they're going to really, really, and truly, and undoubtedly have to pay me for it. If they think that their fiat money is the end-all, the do-all, then they're going to have to pay me with their do all the end all fiat money. They're going to have to dish it. Yeah, I got something they want. They haven't approached me yet, but I know in my soul and in my heart and in my spirit that it's coming. Now, everything takes a few years. Chemistry's been out there for a few years, and it's getting into some unusually unusual hands. Like I said before, the Japanese are buying the chemistry, you know, and of course they could be the very ones that love this shit. You know, they got money, okay? I'll take it. What are their coins? What are um uh what are their coins called? Yen? 
I'll take their yen and turn it over to dollars. I can do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I have something that they want. And like I said, I'll be the sleuth who sit by the door and I'll sit and watch and watch and sit and wait and wait until it's time to do this damn thing. And then I'll do it. But I'll be into something else as well. I've got something else lined up in case the chemistry trilogy is sold. In case, just in case the chemistry trilogy sold. And, of course, I would have to be a contributing uh, editor with everything they do with the chemistry trilogy. I would have to be a paid consultant or a paid editor or a paid writer. They're going to have to continue to pay me after the lump sum of maybe $12 million, $12, million, $13, dollars $14 million. Yeah. $20 million. Yeah. $20 million. They can have the chemistry trilogy for $20 million in case you're hearing me, and I'm pretty sure you are. But I got something else lined up after the chemistry trilogy. But like I said, I'd have to be a contributing editor or either a contributing writer, contributing contributing consultant on the chemistry trilogy, whatever they're going to do with it. I'm going to have to be there at all points to see it through. And I'm going to have to be paid for it. But getting back on that 33-degree parallel, Atlanta. I'm going to finish with Atlanta. Atlanta, just a couple of days ago as well, you know about the bridge that burned, okay, on I-85. You know, we are, everybody knows about that. Well, I'd say about a week after that, a railroad trestle uh, with the train to go across it, it burned. And it's sort of like a bridge, like a concrete bridge where the train goes over the train, what we call trestles, but it's still a bridge. It burned. So there was another burning. Now, the first bridge that burned on I-85, they're saying that a transient, a transient um, uh, um, homeless guy, crackhead per se, burned the bridge. Now, how in the hell can a transient, who's a crackhead, maybe hit a crack pipe, you know, or or some reefles or something, burn a damn bridge down. And you should have saw it, all that fire, the heat. I had a friend to go by, go by the bridge on Facebook, posted uh, this fire on this bridge. And he said it burned his car, it scorched his car. And he was going by on a different route because they rerouted the people. And he was going by a different route. They said it scorched his car. Now tell me, how in the hell can a crackhead burn a bridge down like that? That's the question of the day. There's no way. It's impossible. Then we had this train trestle, this concrete bridge that the train grows across. It burns. Okay. Then I'd say maybe the first part of the week, you had on the interstate in Atlanta, 33-degree parallel, the street buckled open. 
whatever was underneath the interstate on the street pushed up. And then next thing you know, there was a big sinkhole. And this is in Atlanta, the city of Atlanta. What's going on, Atlanta? Hello? What's going on with them streets over there? Mother Nature pissed off? Hmm. Earthquake? You know we have small earthquakes in the United States, but they don't report them. We've been having them since last year. Nobody's saying anything. I would like to know what's going on, what's really going on in Atlanta with all these buckling interstate burning bridges, all this stuff going on over there. Of course, you know, that's on the 33-degree parallel. Anytime that you find a state or a city or what have you on the 33-degree parallel, you know that something's going on. Why 33-degree? Well, listen to what I said, 33-degree. 33-degree. What does that mean? 33-degree. Sounds to me like those Masons. You've got um, etheric happenings going on with the 33-degree parallel. It's magical. It's it's really, well, you really can't explain it. It's almost as if the 33-degree parallel is in the middle of the earth. It is in the middle of the earth. That's why they call it the 33-degree parallel. And let me, let's see, I am looking at the 33-degree parallel right now. It runs half dead across the south. Like I said, Birmingham is on it. Uh, um, Roswell, New Mexico is on it. Phoenix, Arizona is on it. Atlanta, Georgia is on it. You have Iran and Iraq is on it. And what's happening in those countries? You get all these bombings, you get all these killings. It's just a mess. It's just a mess. So, hey, I'm looking at it here, and this is, I don't think this is the 33 degree. This is a different parallel bar. Uh, That's the 40th parallel. We're not talking about the 40. We're talking about the 33 degree. That seemed, that to me seemed like were all the happenings of massive killings and evil doing and incarcerations and all kind of stuff happened on that on that parallel. Okay, let's look at this one. This is a really nice one to look at here. Uh, you got the 50 degree north, 40. 30, 33 would be right up under 30, where you would have Kuwait, Baghdad, Cairo, Casablanca is close to the 33 degree. Oh, man, 33 degree. The 33 degree parallel is a hot spot, okay? It is definitely a hot spot. Um, Even though I live on the 33 degree parallel myself, 
I'm not going to sweat it. I'm not sweating. I'm not sweating it. Hey, it is what it is. Why do we say that it is what it is? Because that's what it is. That's what it is. I mean, you can't say anything else about it. Let's see. Are they saying this is the 33-degree parallel? Okay. Yes, they are. And let's take a look at what's what's on. Now, I'm, I really have the 33-degree parallel right here that I am looking at. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it runs Atlanta, Birmingham. Uh, is this Greenville, Mississippi? Uh, not quite. Philadelphia, Mississippi. Uh, no, because I think Greenville is more down toward. Is it more down toward the Gulf? No, Green. Uh, no, Greenville is on the thirty-three degree parallel. Okay, wow, Greenville, Mississippi. As I said, you got you got Roswell. Let's see what's in Texas. You got Dallas, Fort Worth. Hey, what happened in Dallas with President Kennedy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 33-degree parallel, okay? Uh, you've got San Diego, Los Angeles, 33-degree parallel. Wow. Wow. You know what? I am going to add this to my favorite favorites bar. I'm going to add that. I'm going to keep that because, hey, I can go ahead and print that out. That's really neat. That is really something. Wow. But those were some happenings um, that's happening down in the South. I just wanted to kind of throw that in there because to me, it's fascinating. Um, Today and yesterday, it was 92, 93 degrees. And we're just in April. We're in the spring, not the summer. This is supposed to be the spring, and we're having 90-degree weather. Can you imagine what's going to happen when the actual summer rolls around? What's going to be happening in the country and the world? Is this the year of completion? What's in store for us? You better hang on, and you better get your etheric self together. I know that. You better get that together because we're in for a long, hot-ass summer. It is going to be some shit going down this summer. So right now, what I want to do, we're at the top of the hour. I want to take a little break with some music, and then we're going to come back and open up with Part 99, The Arrival, and we're going to read that chapter. Then we're going to discuss a little more about what's going on today and um, get go get your water, okay? And, and it would really be nice. You go ahead and order the books. You can read along with me, okay? And we can chi- you can chime in and discuss what's happening with the trilogy. Read along with me. We can discuss it, open up the chat lines, talk shit. We can talk about the chemistry. We can talk about what's going on today in today's world. We can continue that, and we can just have a lively discussion. I'd be glad to take you all's calls. 
It would be great right now. As I said, I'm still fresh in doing this, and I think I've come a long way, so thank you very much. But it's going to get better. Of course, everything gets better. You got to take a chance, okay? You got to think to yourself, hey, the possibilities, or you'll have a closed-ass mind, and you won't get anywhere. And don't let nobody tell you that you can't do it. Don't let nobody talk down to you to say, oh, that sounds stupid, or, or that's corny, or this, that. Do your own thing. Do you. Do who you are. You got the power. Don't give the power to someone else to put it in their hands to say you can't do it or that sounds corny or look at you all sideways because you know what? You look back at them all sideways and tell them kiss your ass. That's what I do. I tell them kiss my ass. You can get somewhere with that crap. I'm going to do it. Hey. And I'm going to try to make it work. So right now, we're at the top of the hour. I'm going to play some music for you guys, take a break, and then we're going to bust into the Chemistry Trilogy. Here we go.
if you're going to make something happen for yourself and your family and your people. But no one is wanting you to follow anyone. You have to be the one to make that change. There is no following something or someone. You have to do it. And if it takes the voice of someone that's telling you, How you can do it, there's nothing wrong with advice. There's nothing wrong with listening because if you listen close enough, it could be the right thing. You ever thought of that? Set all pride aside. Set all envy aside. And think about what one says. Just because they're saying something to you, it doesn't mean that they're trying to take away from you or talk over you or think they know everything. It might be just that, just that small amount of of knowledge and information that has sparked something inside of you that has been in you forever that you were born with. Maybe just that little spark will get you to thinking to yourself, hey, it's time to make that change. It's time to ascend. Because what I've been doing just haven't been working. It's been kicking my ass. So now we got to make that change. I got to ascend. And thank you for whoever gave me the information. I can feel it. I can see it. The information age is here. Nothing's hidden. I can see clear through it crystal clear. Okay, with that being said, let's get into uh, the Chemistry Bright Light Trilogy Series. And as I said before, we read 
the prologue and part 100 last week, and we're going to get on part 99, The Arrival. I um, had read this before on this show, and it, everything was just so mucked up that I decided to do it again. So here we go. Part 99, The Arrival. Once on the ground after the 14-hour flight, the Marines were ready to get the mission underway. At 3 in the early morning, the men were still on Eastern Daylight Time and jet-lagged, but they were Marines, and they were hardcore and well-prepared to get the job done all the same. It seemed they landed in a different world. Everything there felt as though they were in a different dimension. Everything seemed to have sped up. Leo didn't know exactly how he felt, but he felt like this was home. This was his first trip inside the motherland, and it was a sight to behold. The first thing the men noticed was the heat and also the dryness of the air. Unlike the moist, humid air in the Carolinas, this atmosphere made them sneeze and cough uncontrollably, but they soon adjusted to the annoying behavior. General Miller didn't know what to make of what was happening to his men, but he knew whatever it was, climate had to be the culprit. No excuse for hardened jarheads. After they pulled themselves together, they could see vehicles approaching them in the distance with the help of their night vision equipment. With guns drawn, the dust cloud from the trucks overpowered the clear visual sight of the soldiers, clear visual sight the soldiers had maintained when they first spotted them. Now that the trucks were upon them, the general knew this was the team Mandela sent to him. At ease, soldiers, this is the small army that will be accompanying us. The general asked the African soldiers, where is your commander? A tall, thin, shining, blue-black, well-groomed, decorated officer with identifying badges of valor, riding in the passenger seat of a sandstone Boyce M35A3 Army vehicle identified himself as one the general was requesting to see. I am here. I am General Kosi Otaku from the 93rd Regiment, representing former President Nelson Mandela. I am to hand over to you our finest fighting men to help guard the precious find in our land. I will not be present as you will take total command of our forces. I will, however, report to the president every week to see how our two armies are performing. And if you need any other assistance that we can help you with, I will be your liaison. Thank you. What I need first is an overall report on the site we are protecting. I'll need the land schematics, the number of the population, and any indigenous animals or tribes in the area. We don't want to mistakenly kill anything if we can help it. Do you have an area where I may lay out my maps? Asked General Otaku. Yes, I do. However, before we get to that, 
I will need the help of your soldiers to help us remove the equipment off the transport. General Otaku began calling on the names of the soldiers to aid in the removal of the vehicles and the weapons off the plane. They unloaded the unloading of the equipment was accomplished in record time. Meanwhile, as General Otaku laid out the map on the folding table, General Miller requested them to all gather around. The map was plain and simple. The site that was to be guarded was in a secluded area, but with very few trees that grew in the sandy desert. With barely any camouflage surrounding the crash of more than one ship, there was another one no more than 58 feet away. This was going to be a real test to the Marines and the African Army to guard them with their lives. This is what we are working with, soldiers. This is a small area that doesn't have a very good advantage point if we were to come under fire from, par from pirates or not-so-welcomed groups. But then it could work to our advantage if we strategize it, right? The only thing that would bother me would be the scientists and the archaeologists. For those who are willing to brandish a firearm, I propose we equip them with one for their added protection, if necessary. And for those who don't wish to have one, we will try and keep them together, even if they are working individually on a different part of the project. Is anyone guarding this area at this time, General Otaku, asked General Miller. Uh, not at this time, he replied. Men, I think we'd better get on our way. We have some traveling to do. By the time we arrive at the dig, the morning sun will be meeting us, and it gets hot as hell in the desert, and I want to beat it if at all possible. The soldiers and their commanding officers packed up the last of the equipment. After General Miller cleared his final instructions with the pilots, they all watched as their transport plane safely departed, bound for the United States, and once it was out of sight, they boarded their armored vehicles. To the soldiers, they felt somewhat an abandonment, watching the plane disappear and leaving them to face the unknown. But these men were the best and soon the feelings disappeared as fast as they came on. As they drove along the barren desert, they encountered lions and a few zebra. Major Knight wondered to himself if his wife, Ayira, would have second thoughts about coming to this country after seeing these animals so up close and personal for the first time. He thought to himself, they seemed so surreal since all he had seen of them were on in magazines and on TV. But to actually see them was a sight to behold. The lion's eyes glowed like red embers, eerie with anticipation of an impending attack. Being military, if it should happen, how, he asked himself, would he handle it? Simple, just shoot and tell the story later. And I think I would do that, too, not so much as trying to kill the lion, you know, for the fur or the skin or whatever, but to kill the lion to protect myself. If he should so happen to charge, 
okay? I mean, what are you going to do? If you got a weapon and you see this animal, any animal, it does, it could be a man animal, but any animal, if you see them wanting to maybe kill you or attack you, what are you going to do? You're going to stand up there and let it because, oh, save the animals and save the whales and save the earth. Oh, so you're going to just let it eat you, bite you, um, tear your guts out, you know, hit one of those blood vessels, those arteries, you know, bleed to death. No, you're going to shoot it. And I agree with uh, the major. I would shoot it too. Okay, let's continue. In the distance upon arriving, the first thing the soldiers observed were brightly shaped steel coverings. When they entered inside, it was housing a disc that resembled a hexagon. It was 100 feet in diameter. As they approached the second phenomenon in a second covering, it was in the shape of a pentagon, and as far as they could tell, the exact same size. The third one was shaped exactly like the pyramids of Kemet, except it was much smaller than the first two. According to all the speculation that poured over into the world of flying spacecraft throughout the years, this was exceptionally rare to have shapes other than your normal frisbee-type spherical appearance. The hexagon ship was still halfway into the ground as if crash-landed in the sand on an angle. The Pentagon ship lay flat on its belly and was showing the top half of itself from a sandstorm buildup as it was presented as it was presently being unearthed and the triangle sat straight up on a base. All of them had a smooth, faded silver tone. A man and two women were walking around the objects, talking and conferring with one another until one of them saw the approaching servicemen. They ceased all their interactions. One man turned around and walked towards them. With his hand reaching out to General Miller and General Otaku, he said, I'm Dr. Nimbo Ross of the California Observatory Space Institute, and these are a few of my colleagues, Dr. Donnie Bay, Dr. Sharon Carter, Dr. Aza Ashabe, and Dr. Harry Shanks. I am head scientist on this project. I would also like to introduce to you our fellow scientists. This is Dr. Lester Madaki, Dr. Fonson Buhari, and Dr. Bobo Futama, all from the Johannesburg School of Medicine. Dr. Bruno Case, Dr. Taryn Pritchard, and Dr. Maceo Collinwood of the British Maritime Observatory, and Dr. Su Ming, and Dr. Leo Wong of the University of China Global Initiative. And this is it as far as your scientists go. However, we are accompanied by Dr. Boris Waldo and his team of four archaeologists of Egypt, Rudo, Rudo Olienka, Jelani Chinindu, and Razadan Ngozi. Now, I want you guys to remember that name, okay? Jelani Chinindu. 
Jelani Chinadu. Remember that name because that name is going to come up again, okay? And I'm not going to tell you where because we're going to read the chemistry together. Or when you order the chemistry trilogy, you can look it up for yourself. But it's going to come up again, Jelani Chinadu. Okay, we have been waiting expeditiously for you, and I can see that both presidents have kept their word on finding us the best of the best. I am General Avery D. Miller, and I am commanding this mission along with the 93rd Regiment of Africans of Africa, requested by the president and former President Nelson Mandela. Now, the the president that has initiated uh, these troops with help, with the help of President Nelson Mandela, former President Nelson Mandela, okay, was Barack Obama, okay? He and Nelson Mandela initiated this project, started this project. They are the ones that wanted these soldiers to guard this area and to keep it safe and to take notes. They didn't want anybody to come in contact with these things. So they hired these guys, okay? These, this all-black army, well, black, so-called black, this all-highly-melanated army. So there were no others, no, there were no so-called white army, white troops or white soldiers there. Everything was black. Now, you may have had a few white folks working on it, like, um, of course, well, so-called white folks working on it, like the Chinese um, and who else? Um, some of the archaeologists, okay, and uh, some of the British folks, they were so-called white. But everything else was highly melanated. And you'll find out why. As we go along and as we read, you'll find, you'll find out why they did that. Okay. Okay, this is General Kosi Otaku, who will be reporting back to Mr. Mandela, as I will be reporting back to the President of the United States, Barack Obama. Generals, I would like to have a moment of your time in private. The two generals walked over to a secluded area with the doctor to discuss a situation concerning security and loyalty among the ranks. Gentlemen, I know this site is a matter of world security for the entire planet. I see your troops, and I'm wondering if this is enough for a project on a large scale such as this. You only have a few good men. Are there more coming? Because a week ago, we've already experienced some unwanted visitors. Okay, so wonder who they experienced. Let's keep reading. We all agreed they were Dogon, and I'm afraid if they return, it will not be a friendly one. I don't know if these people came to do the project harm or not, but what, started, what, but what started out as a dig and a scientific exploration has now, has now turned out to be secretive and a potentially deadly one. And I'm not sure if it's the find they're after. 
Now, so far, we have not been harmed, but I feel the next time they return, the results will not be a happy one. Well, did they make some kind of gesture to take you out of your comfort zone, asked General Miller. Not specifically, but many of my people never seen anything like it in real life. But we all agreed that they came here from, they, but we all agreed they are from this area. So these Dogons are from the area, but they don't know why they came there. But we're going to find out. Okay. But how is it they knew exactly where we are in this huge desert? And that, that is strange because if they come, if they're from that area, then how would they know they were in that big desert? Because the desert over there is huge. It is humongous. This site has not been televised nor published in any journals anywhere. None of our colleagues back home know we're even in Africa. This is supposed to be top, top secret and off the grid. General Otaku asked, well, what did they say? The question is not only what they said, it's what it was also how they looked in appearance. They looked indigenous and most likely residing in a remote part of this country. With their traditional garb and mask on, they sort of resembled the Balchinian from, you know, the movie Men in Black. They also wore feathers with markings on their faces and their bodies. They were brandishing they were brandishing spears and daggers. One of them even had in his control a male lion cub that was large enough to frighten the women, and I think it would have done the handler's bidding if he was if he so ordered it to. He was also carrying some sort of shield. But what was really fascinating about these peculiar people was their heads. They were elongated from behind, not recognizable at first glance, but if you looked long enough compared to your normal skull, this was far more disproportionate. Their craniums were a bit larger than normal as well. That means their foreheads, he's talking about their foreheads, was uh, a little larger than normal. But they only said one thing, Kadinga, and then they turned and walked away. We know the language they spoke. It was Sumerian. At the time, we didn't know what it meant, since Sumerian is a dead language now. But later, we found out it means gateway to the creators. Gateway to the creators. We are pretty sure they are going to return, but when and what they'll do, that we don't know. Well, not to worry, said General Miller. We will not use any force on them since they are a primitive people, and we are not here to do them any, to do them or anyone else harm. I would rather deal with any situation sensibly than to go to war. Our mission is to protect you and protect this project. I don't think they pose a threat to us, but I think their curiosity lies in those ships. But if we see anything out of the ordinary that we have serious questions about, then do exactly what I say when I say it. Do not hesitate for a moment. Your life and the lives of others may depend on it. 
That was all that happened. Otherwise, all is quiet. I know it may be extreme for you and your colleagues, but I want to equip some of you with a firearm. Only use it if necessary. And what I mean by that is only if your life is in danger. Never, ever attempt to fire it unless you're going to use it. I know most of you, if not all of you, never even held a gun. My men and I will instruct you on how to use one. General, that's what you're here for, to protect us, not us protecting ourselves, replied the doctor. Gee, hmm, see, that's just the thing. My back may be turned defending you from someone else, and when another one is coming up behind you, then you will want to be prepared and defend yourself. It will always be in your best interest to know these things. It doesn't hurt to be smarter than the bad guy. They will think you're just a scientist, but what they won't know is you will shoot them. Wow. Well, he's telling the truth. The doctor thought about it and agreed that he and some of the men will learn how to use a firearm. The women and the archaeologists, he added, will have to make that decision on their own. They walked back to the group who waited until the conversations were over and spelled out what was needed to get the mission in action. Once they learned what they had to do for themselves, some of the scientists were apprehensive of even looking at, let alone holding and shooting a gun. One female scientist stepped up and said she would gladly learn how to use a firearm. I want to learn how to use one, said Dr. Ashabe. Back home after a long day at the Institute, it's dark, and I'm, some, and I'm sometimes scared out of my wits. I need to learn how to shoot. General Avery said, no problem, ma'am. We will get all of you started shortly. I'm pretty sure what you are doing can require a moment of your time to give this a go. Getting all the vehicles set it, getting all the vehicles set up and the armor placed where it needed to be, General Avery bid farewell to General Otaku until the following week. After he departed, the Marines and the African Army set up their barracks 50 feet near the quarters of the scientists and the archaeologists. When the essentials were done, they called a meeting to prepare themselves on what was to come in the future. They discussed the ways of how to counteract terrorism on the project if they should come under fire. They loaded up in the jeeps and drove around the perimeter to set up checkpoints to the site. They also were able to set up surveillance near the ships and the outer rim of the site 100 feet or more. They made triple damn sure no one gets in or out unless it was known by whom and when. After a short but deserved break, the soldiers instructed the scientists on how to properly use a firearm. Each one of the male scientists fared very well in the 88th percentile, while Dr. Ashabe did the best. After aiming at her targets, her results were an astounding 97% of all hits. She took apart and reassembled her pistol in record timing. After their work was done, they sat to eat the rations prepared by the archaeologists from Germany. 
They discuss more ways to protect and secure themselves throughout this ordeal. Once inside their barracks, Major Knight had finished giving his Marines and the African Army their instructions. Lastly, he said, all right, men, this mission has its priorities, and we have ours. Good night. Get some rest, because you will need it. And I will see each and every one of you bright and early tomorrow morning. Okay, that was the end of Part 99, The Arrival. And that's what they did when they arrived in Africa at the dig site where those ships were. Pretty fascinating, pretty fascinating. Um, I wonder what's going to happen after that. I mean, he equipped, you know, most of the scientists with firearms so they could protect themselves just in case they have a little situation there where they all come under fire and, you know, everybody's running and hiding and they all don't have to run and hide because they have a weapon. And whether it's people that they come in contact with or the animals, who knows, at least they're prepared to take care of themselves and to help out. Uh, all the all the military weapons that they had, it was pretty smart, pretty smarter than to bring it. Also, the African Army, when they showed up under uh, former President Nelson Mandela's command, you know, they all kind of meshed in there together. I guess they're going to get along because, hey, they got to get the job done. Okay, and it's a small military group, and they are tough. They're so tough that it only takes a few of them to guard this place. So it's going to be really fascinating what takes place after that. And I also enjoyed writing. I enjoyed writing them. Um, And what I did with the Chemistry Trilogy is I took truth and knowledge and I tied it around a science fictional story. Now, I don't want anybody to think that all this is true because it's not. It's not. A lot of a lot of parts in it, a lot of knowledge and etheric situations in it is true because we used to do that. We used to be able to do extraordinary things, but our mind and our brains have somehow or another, as they say, calcified and made us dumb got dumber and dumber, so now we're on the bottom. We're on the third level density, damn near the two level, the second level density. The first level density is like an animal, like you know, like a true animal. And some animals are smarter than humans. We're we're saying like, uh, you know, roaches are smart. I can't say that they're not because they know when you come and they're going to run and hide, okay? I'm saying like maybe... Well, birds, I don't know. I can't think of any animal that runs away and not try to defend itself. It's going to just stand there and let you slap slap it silly, you know, or kill it because they all run. They see you coming. They can feel you coming, and they're going to run. So I can't, I can't even, I can't even think of an animal or an insect 
that's not smart today. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Let's see. The ants are going to run and, you know, they you know, I mean, if they see a piece of food or something, if they don't see you coming, they're not they're they're not going to run. Any animal, if they don't see you coming, they're not going to run. But if they see you and they have that feeling inside that you're going to do them some harm, they harm, they're going to get up and take get the hell out of there. They're going to do that. So I'm trying to think of one that's going to stand up there and just let you beat the shit out of it or kill it without it trying to run first. I well if if you have if you know of one if you know of one call in if you know of one type it in the chat room because I can't I don't I can't think of one and and as I said if they see you coming and they can feel you coming they're gonna run I don't care what it is it's a roach or an ant or a butterfly or Caterpillar's going to try to get out of your way, too, if it could get a chance. But, you know, they so slow. And why would you want to kill a beautiful caterpillar? Because it's going to metamorph into a beautiful butterfly. So why kill those? You know, some people will. Some people step on them, smash smash them, ew, you know, do all kind of crazy things with insects, animals. And all animals, the four-legged kind, even the two-legged kind <laughs> will see you coming and see if you're trying to do it harm. It's going to defend itself against you, or it's going to run. It's going to do one of two things. It's going to defend itself, or it's going to run. And that's all animals, including human. But like I said, I can't, I can't think of one that will let you stand up there and do that. So... Their dilemma in Africa, they have none right now, and they're hoping that it doesn't come to that. Like I said, they equipped everybody. So, you know, animals or something do show up, you know, everybody can defend themselves. And I can't really wait to get into the bright light. We have, don't have that many chapters in bright light. Our pages are sometimes seven long. But other than that, there is not, the book is not really huge. Uh, like I said, it's about six, seven pages long, but, the, but the, the parts are not huge. And that's what I like about it. You know, because you can read one of these books in two days, maybe one day if you're really skilled. Or if you just don't put it down and go to the bathroom, take it to the bathroom with you. Read it in the bathroom. It's cool. I mean, you know, I know people read in the bathroom. Now they used to read in the bathroom. You know, they used to take the little magazine, had a little, you know, magazine stand in the ba- in the bathroom. I know some people had a magazine stand in the bathroom. So, you know, if you're taking a number two, you know, you get your, a magazine and you look at it or, you know, your book, you take your book in the bathroom. Now, guess what people take in the bathroom today? I bet you can't guess. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. 
Okay, just let me tell you, since no one is saying, people take their cell phones in the bathroom now. They either take their cell phone and play games or check their messages or whatever, or they take their tablets in the bathroom. That's what they do now. It's it's almost like an ongoing it's an ongoing touchy feely thing you know it's just it's just ongoing that you know they got to have that cell phone they got to have that tablet in their hand twenty four seven it's like I go to the grocery store and I see these people walking in the grocery store gas station whatever they have their purse or their billfold in one hand and they have the cell phone in the other. Nobody goes anywhere without that cell phone now. I mean, you can practically get you some Gorilla Glue tape or something and tape that cell phone around your wrist because nobody's laying that cell phone down, not for a minute. I lay mine down. Once, when my cell phone gets low, I put it on the charger and I leave it. I forget it. Yeah, I don't bother with it until the next day. Then you know it wakes me up, of course, and um, and it I don't have to wake up by my cell phone. I do that because I listen to a particular radio show, radio show in the morning, so I don't want to be late getting up to listen to this. But now I'm waking up now before my cell phone goes off, so I have it. I could say I have it naturally. I have it naturally, so I can get up without the cell phone alarm. I can do that all with, without a clock, yeah, because I have a natural alarm system going on. I can almost tell right before the sun come up, it's time to get up. Now, where I am, the sun rises at about a little after 6. I'm usually up around 5, I'd say quarter till 5, or maybe 10 minutes to 5. I'm up naturally. I get up before the cell phone goes off. And, of course, on the weekends, it's not programmed to go off so that I can sleep in. But I still end up waking up because of that natural alarm system that I have inside my body. Now, that's one thing that I haven't lost. I may have – I might have lost some of those senses, those etheric senses I used to have. I mean, they came on strong back in 2012. Oh, man. They came on so strong that I have a particular picture that I was standing outside in front of my apartment, and I was looking toward, let's see, the sun had, okay, the sun had gone down. It was just barely, it was twilight, you would say, twilight. And I snapped the selfie. And when I snapped the selfie, you know how the camera flashes in the dark so it could capture that picture? <laughs> Not doing anything, just snapping a picture. I don't like anything fake. I don't have fake fingernails. I don't have fake boobs or fake ass. I do have... Uh, I do have some weave, okay? That's the only thing about me that's fake. And I'm particularly particularly not happy about that. I don't have weave. I have a wig, okay? Because I don't 
put any weave or anything in my hair. I just slap a wig on it and go. Okay, I can wear my own hair, a short afro, but I just slap a wig on it, an afro wig. Uh, it's not any string, stringy, straight hair, because I'm not particularly crazy about straight hair at all. I'll slap on my wig and I get out that door and I go. But other than that, nothing else is fake about me. I don't like, I really don't like makeup. Uh, it clogs the skin. I don't like fake eyelashes, lipstick, and all that crap because it gets every damn wear, and I don't like it. But this this evening, twilight evening, I snap my picture, snap, snap the selfie, and I turn around, and I look at the picture, and I'm like, who the hell? What the, f- what the, f- what the fuck? <laughs> my eyes. It's almost like how you snap a picture at a lizard or something, and or 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 a frog or something, and it and the pupils of the or cat, the pupils of the eyes will close when that light hits inside, and then they'll open up open back up after the light hits it, my eyes were slit just like a cat, like a cat's eyes or 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 frog or, or lizard's eyes. It, it, it's like my pupils closed up in a, in a slit, not sideways, but up and down, horizontal. No, not horizontal, vertical. Horizontal is across. My eyes, my pupils went vertical. They closed up vertical and they opened up. And and I captured it right at the moment. It was really weird. It was really scary. I'm like, who, who is that? And ever since then, I've often thought to myself, what are you? Are you human? And right at that moment, I didn't think so. And this was back in 2012. And I was brimming with knowledge. I was brimming with natural things happening to me. I was brimming with, like, how did I know these things? It, 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 it was like a rush. It was a rush of knowledge that hit me back in 2012. And that's when I wrote the Chemistry Trilogy. It was like, it was a suggestion. It was suggested by my daughter about a female superhero in the position that Femi, which is who our hero is, was in. And it seemed like all this information, I listened to some of the scholars, and that's all I needed, just a few words that they were saying, just a very few, very few words. It didn't take much for me to just listen just a little bit, you know, maybe 15 to 20 minutes a day, maybe, maybe less than that. Some days I didn't listen at all. And it was like this knowledge was just pouring in like buckets of water. I'm like, what is going on with me? What's happening to me? And then I take this picture and I see this. And I'm like, girl, please, you ain't even human. Get out of here with that. And so ever since then, I've never thought like a human. I've been in human situations like we all have. We all have been in human situations because we're among humans. 
you know. But now I'm feeling like these people, who are they? I am not like these people. Uh, I'm not. I'm not basically saying who are they. I'm saying to myself, who am I? Who are you? Who am I? I'm not like the masses of these people. I'm not. And I am not saying that I'm. I'm better than them. It's just I, I somehow. Sometimes I just feel sorry for them. I feel sorry that they don't know. I feel sorry for the way that they act and the way they perceive things. That's what I'm saying about the average human. And it's and it's it's sad. It's sad how they're in a situation that they're in today. I'm not saying that I'm in the greatest position, but the position that I'm in, I know how to regulate. I know how to work it. I know when and when not to. You know, I know when and how to get on my grind. And even though I haven't spread the word out about this show that I'm doing, and I'm not in fear of no one listening. I really don't care. You know, I don't need anyone's approval to validate what I'm saying. I don't have to have anyone to agree with me and and say, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, da-da-da-da-da. You already need to know what I'm talking about. I shouldn't even have to ask you that. You should already have that within yourself, within your soul, that you know what I'm talking about. I don't need to, I don't need to ask you that. I don't need to do that. I'm not saying that I want a particular group of people to listen to me. I welcome everybody. For me, what matters is you have the knowledge. For me, what matters is you work on keeping that knowledge. You work on getting that knowledge. You work on improving yourself and what you know. Because you don't have to be validated by anybody either. You just have to do you, but you do you in the right way. Because I know you can. And that's going to be it for this evening of the Chemistry Trilogy Show. We're coming on at five minutes, almost five minutes till the hour. And so I'm going to say next Friday we're going to have another Chemistry Trilogy show. We'll see you guys then. Be in the house because we're going to be getting on um, part 98 in the Chemistry Trilogy. Uh, it's going to be the confrontation. That's, that sounds like it's going to be pretty good, the confrontation. So we're going to be doing that next Friday. Plus, you know, we're going to be talking about things in general, all things. There's no particular subject that we talk about. Hell, we just talk about it. That's all you got to do. Just damn talk about it. And I'm going to say have a great evening. Do your damn thing. Have a beautiful weekend in the Gregorian calendar. They have 
time, but you don't have time. We don't have time. Time doesn't exist in our world. We do what we do when we do it. So I'm going to say right now, peace out to all.